You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with Katrina Sellers from Jewels and Vetiver. Now, nothing sticks in your memory like the scent of perfume. It's right up there with the smell of fresh cut grass, flowers in the spring, baking cookies, and the perfume business is worth more than $31 billion globally. That is a lot of money. But in a world of fragrances, how do you find the right scent for you? Our next guest on the Brown Butters podcast has that answer. She makes them. Katrina is a self-proclaimed perfume nerd who started her own custom fragrance business, Jewels and Vetiver, right here in Charlotte. And unlike those super secret big companies, Katrina lets you know exactly what is in the bottle, helps you choose it. It's become a really cool business. We can't wait to learn about it. Thank you and welcome, Katrina, to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. We appreciate you carving out some time. Love it. Uh, So tell us, how, how in the world did you get into making perfumes? I am the least likely candidate, I would say. (laughs) If you would have told me even five or six years ago that I would be doing this, I would have been really baffled. I mean, I I came from a professional services background. I did marketing and PR and project management for um, management consulting companies, for financial services. You know, wow. after I yeah. finished my MBA, I was like, I'm I'm a corporate goon. This is what I do, you know, and, <laughs> and I was perfectly fine with it. But at some point in time, I, I think I just, you know, something I wanted to make something. I think like so many people who have desk jobs and, and work in the corporate world, you feel this need to be proud of something that you've made that isn't just like look at my incredible PowerPoint that I've been working on for the last three weeks. Like something about that just doesn't, you know, make you feel good. Um, And I've always loved perfume. Uh, I always thought it was kind of weird, though, because as much as I am into cooking and, you know, I feel like when you when you're a bit of a foodie or you enjoy dining out, you know, there are all these cooking shows. You, you really learn a lot over time about ingredients, about how things are made. There's a lot of, you know, understanding what goes on behind the scenes. And I remember thinking, like, perfume is so cool, and it's this luxury product, and, you know, it, it seems like it's, like, very creative and also a little sciencey, but you know nothing about it. And I remember thinking, like, oh, it's really weird, actually, that, you know, much as I enjoy perfume, I find it so unapproachable. It's, you know, it's kind of, like, a little snobby. Everyone seems to be pretending to know, oh, yes, well, notes of, you know, yuzu and oak moss. And you're like, I don't know what that is. I feel is. like you're describing <laughs> wine. Right? Yes. But, I mean, as a general rule of thumb, I feel like if, if it doesn't grow anywhere near you outside or you can't find it in a grocery store, how on earth would you know what that stuff smells like? You know, the, the way perfume or fragrances in general you know, you're just there to enjoy the finished product and not really know a whole lot about it. And I thought, you know, that seems that seems bad. That seems like something that can be improved upon. And so I kind of thought, well, maybe I can learn a lot about perfume and, you know, start experimenting. And maybe I could start a brand where everything was completely transparent. That way, you know what you do or don't like. Um, you know, it's, it's a big focus on education because as I was learning so much about perfume, I couldn't help but think like, oh, I nerd out so hard on this, but I feel like other people would too. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a foodie and you love learning about like, you know, the sourcing of ingredients and how certain things work and, you know, why you're putting something into the pan at this stage and not at this stage. I was like, oh, I know that if like I could I could suck someone into this with me. And so that's kind of where it all got started. It's very interesting. Yeah. Tell me. So you are a global campaign manager. Right. And then you make the leap into 
this business. If I want to hear, you know, how that how that conversation went, not only with in your brain, but literally with your loved ones, like you're leaving literally what you've built up, where you've gone to school, all the all the jobs that you've had to get to a global campaign manager. And you're like, peace. I know. Weird. Tell us about that, because when I when I transitioned into this company, I had some people that were like, what are you doing? Right. And I loved it. It was almost like the more people that said, like, what are you doing? I was like, I know exactly what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So I just want to know from that perspective, you probably had some people in your corner. that were like, let's do it. But I guarantee you had some people on the other side. that were like, what is she doing? I was one of those people. <laughs> uh, yeah. I still am I love, sometimes. I, I still wake up and I think, what are you doing? I love, <laughs> you had 401k matching, you maniac. And I mean, and, and my, parents are, are, my parents are immigrants. Okay, yeah. I'm first generation. It's like, you're That's supposed awesome. to like, get yourself a good job. Job, yep. and you stick with it like grim death you know mm-hmm. like just you know don't rock the boat I mean my husband's an entrepreneur he started his own company pretty much right out of law school and I think that just sort of you know fueled the fire yeah, yeah you know and it's like you know he gets to tell our daughter that he does something cool and like what am I going to tell her I'm a global campaign manager yeah. and you know no one knows let me explain what that means to you you know so I think you know I wanted to do something creative I was very nervous about it. I but I knew at the same time knowing myself like I had to I had to, you know, dump the parachute and just jump because I knew that if I tried to immerse myself in this while I was still working, it would it would never get off the ground. Like some yep. people I I applaud the people who are able to continue working while they get a business off the ground. You need to know exactly what you're, you know, I, I kind of needed right. to just jump. And I, I I actually originally didn't even think I was going to go into perfume. I thought, I, you know, I love hospitality. So I originally mm-hmm. thought that I would maybe start a hospitality consulting firm. Um, and, you know, about two weeks into it, I was like, I don't really want to do that. I want to actually create <laughs> something because then I thought I'm just going to be making PowerPoints again, yep. you know, as a consultant. <laughs> right. And and that's where, you know, sort of like I started thinking about perfumery and I was like, well, this is this is a, a departure from what I thought I would be doing, but let's kind of see where it goes. My husband was very supportive. He was the one who actually in some ways was trying to convince me to do this for the longest time and I was like, that's not me. I'm not I'm not like an entrepreneur. That's not that's not my journey. Yeah. I mm-hmm. am a corporate goon. <laughs> um, I had sort of accepted that, but you know, here I am. I mean, I'm proof that sometimes you you can really surprise yourself. Tell it, us about that journey. Like, yeah. you know, what are your days like now? Like what Describe one of your days. It varies a lot. I mean, it's a lot of mixing. Pretty much every single fragrance that that we put out is is made by me. So you know, really? yes. Um, so I'm I'm very hands on in that yeah. regard. Um, and you kind of have to be in the beginning. And you know, I think part of it too is you know that allows me to talk to people knowledgeably. You know, I think sometimes even if I've been at pop ups or, or other places where where we've been selling it, and people don't realize that I'm the perfumer behind it. They just sort of think I'm like a salesperson. Right. So I, you know, and every, like, I don't want to pressure it, but I'll say like, oh, and by the way, I'm the, I'm the perfumer behind these. So if you have any questions about the ingredients and people go, oh, like, it's a very unusual thing. Cause again, you're used to buying this product and having so much separation between, you know, the, the person who thought of it, who formulated it, who bottled it, like all me. Um, so a typical day sometimes is, is a lot of mixing, a lot of bottling. Um, it depends on whether or not there are wholesale orders coming in. Um, sometimes it's just filling, you know, the the orders that are coming in through the website. Some days I'm devoted a lot to marketing. I mean, you know, I think when you're when you're you know doing everything yourself, I mean, there are days that I spend like video editing or you know or or, or like redesigning packaging and thing. You know, I, I do have some help with that stuff, but 
I'm kind of like a, I hate saying the phrase control freak, but like, but sometimes you're just like, I know what I want and I'm Mm -hmm. just going to figure out how to do it. And you roll up your sleeves and then four hours later, you're, you're buried in illustrator and you're like, what am I even doing right now? Should I be working on this? I would say the hardest thing when you're, when you're on management, I know. And just knowing, I mean, the hardest thing, especially coming from the corporate world, you, you know, you're your own boss. And I think people probably assume that that's awesome. It can be, it can fill you with a lot of anxiety though sometimes because no one's sure. telling you what you're supposed to be doing. You kind of, you know, every day is at your disposal, but you're always putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Like, am I working on the right things? Am I doing the right things? Am I wasting time? Like, have I been spending too much time in Illustrator today? Like, mm-hmm. should I, you know, so you're constantly trying to manage yourself. And that's actually a lot harder than maybe some people realize. Like, being your own boss is like, yeah. You realize you're insane, <laughs> you know? You guys you guys know what Yeah, happening. it's kind of kind of a lonely place too, mm-hmm. right? Because not everyone understand like the the folks that you left behind at their corporate job, they have no idea what your day is like now. They forgot and about they don't understand. After, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure it's very different than your old days. Like you said, you might have 20 different things to do and how do you prioritize which one to do first? Yep. Oh, and by the way, you do work for your clients. They're your boss. Oh, yeah. And so what are you trying to deliver and when and how? I just have know? a lot of bosses now. And, <laughs> yeah, that's and, right. And I have more bosses than much. I've ever had. <laughs> I know, yeah. Every single person who places an order is 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 my boss. You're, you're like right. a like a fractional boss. You are working to make them happy and, and retain them as a client. Mm-hmm, you know, exactly. and, and create an experience for them. Um, so very so I notice you have uh, some fragrance here on on the table and um, curious if there's a story behind that yes actually so one of the things that I enjoy doing most with people is you know kind of as I was mentioning earlier a lot of us don't know what certain things smell like and 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 I, I use a fair number of both botanical and man-made ingredients so it's not you know a lot of fragrance companies especially niche fine fragrance companies um, they'll work with just naturals and for a variety of reasons you know just to have more more of like a creative palette to work with and even just for you know safety and stabilization reasons you know I work with a variety of things but um, you know, when I was first starting to learn about perfumery, I was working with a lot of essential oils, mostly naturals, because that's kind of, you know, the basic place to start. And I was smelling things that I had never smelled before. And I realized that I, I, I know I'm not the only one who doesn't actually know what vetiver smells like. Right. Um, and so whenever possible, I try and bring some of the raw materials so that people can get a sniff. And so this way, you know, the next time you're, you're you know, shopping for a candle or, you know, a, a fragrance of any kind, you now have a reference point. And this is how you kind of figure out, oh, like, I like this or I don't like this. Or, yeah, so if you all want to do any sniffing, I brought well, some stuff do. for you. Yes, I'm very I'm curious. curious. Let's sniff. I would love to. Well, let's This start. is cool. And I'll, I'll keep going because we're, we're on the on the podcast side of it. It's so interesting to hear kind of your story. And I love, like, perfume and candles and, and all of this stuff. So this is going to be great. Right now we are in the middle of a sniff test. This is the first time ever on the Brand Motors podcast that we have been doing a sniff test. We've Scott, had body so what parts. Is, what we've done all Scott, kinds of yeah, things. Yeah, that's true. We've we never did, done a sniff We did have body parts. <laughs> that is true. So what is Scott What is Scott smelling right now? That is vetiver. This that, is vetiver. That is vetiver. It is, um, so it's a, a grass that grows, you know, I primarily use vetiver that's grown in Haiti. And that's the other interesting thing about botanical ingredients. <laughs> they will smell different depending on where in the where world they grown. come from. It's a, lot, it's a lot like wine in that regard. Um, but, you know, in Indonesia and in India, 
it grows and people will harvest it and they use the roots um, mm-hmm. to sometimes create mats or baskets. Sometimes they'll use it as window coverings to I keep the sun this, out. I recognize the smell. Right? It's like a very woody. It, it was one of my favorites and I couldn't, couldn't mm. stop smelling it. And that's how it oh. ended up in the brand name. Hmm. Oh, wow. No wonder this is the name. There you go. For everyone listening, it smells, it's great. <laughs> yeah, but that's really I, it's cool. Hard to, you can, like a mixologist, like figure out the ingredients and pair them together to come up with one smell. A lot of it is a lot of just trial and error. And then eventually, kind of like cooking, you start developing a, a, an accurate sense of like, oh, I know these things work well together. Or this will balance out that. Like the sweetness mm-hmm. of this will be balanced out nicely by, I see you making some faces over there. That, <laughs> that's a if very you want to wake smell. up, whatever I'm smelling, yeah. just smell that. <laughs> so You are awake. That what is, is that again? oak moss. Oak moss. Oak yeah. moss. So oak this, moss. this wow. is from um, Northern Europe. It's pretty much like, I mean, uh, I think it's like a type of lichen or like a moss. Uh-huh. And it grows on, you know, a tree. Um, this to me is very kind of like earthy, a little mm-hmm. smoky. Like Definitely. It's, yeah. This is one of those things where it's, it's very funky on its own. I love it when people smell raw materials like in isolation because a lot of times you'll be like, oh, I wouldn't want anything that has any of that in there. But when you take this and you mix it with 40 other things, depending mm-hmm. on what they are, you know, this can like, so there are some wild card ingredients and, and the oak moss is definitely one of them. It's actually, because I, I left some samples for you all here to smell for the for the finished fragrances, but um, it's in H813, the Hemingway inspired fragrance. So perhaps you'll be able to recognize a whiff of it when you smell it later. Interesting. That's yes. fascinating. The Hemingway is one of my favorites actually. And that was the one um, that was uh, profiled in Gardening Gun Magazine this past oh, okay. fall in the Made in the South Awards. That was exciting. Love it. Are there like Pantone colors? Are there like scents of the year? You know, Pantone will come out with a new color every year and that'll be the hot fashion forward trend. There are definitely yeah. trends. One of the trends right now, I would say, um, and I don't know how much it will necessarily become like, you know, widespread, but there's definitely a, a tendency towards what are called gourmand fragrances. Gourmand as in like, think of something edible, like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like a little sweet. Um, I don't know if you've ever smelled um, Angel. Uh, I think that one came out in the mid 90s. Um, but yeah, that's considered like an iconic gourmand or like uh, Carolina Herrera's um, Good Girl. The one with like, if you've ever seen it in the store, it's like a big stiletto. A lot goes into the packaging of, of oh, designer yeah. fragrances. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they they frankly spend more more time. More than in, that. I mean, like <laughs> the marketing. What, yeah, right? yeah, what like, you're paying for is you you know when you buy that you're about, probably twenty percent of what you're paying for was the the product development and the actual creation of that stiletto. So, sure, yep. and then I, this is why you know Jules and Vetiver really is not you know obviously looks matter. You know, it's a luxury mm-hmm. brand. You know, you have to you have to be drawn to the product. It has to look good. But I never want that to overshadow what's in the bottle. So, I mean, to me, it's like, you know, you buy the you buy the high heel, the stiletto, and then you're like, I feel bad throwing this out because it's pretty. And I, I mean, I know about you guys, but I've had that before where, where the packaging is so nice. Keep you, 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 but you're like, what am I going to do with this? And then it just kind of sits somewhere and, you know, you feel guilty and then eventually you do throw it out. So, I mean, I want to make stuff that can be, you know, the packaging, let's say, either repurposed or at the very least recycled. I want it to look good, but I don't want you to feel like, should I turn this into a cup holder? Should I, you know, <laughs> you know uh, I, I want to somehow upcycle this. But yeah, yeah, I mean, packaging shouldn't shouldn't like make you feel bad. <laughs> yeah, and shouldn't be a complete waste. I mean, you know, it's 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 a fine line to figure out that balance between something that looks good 
but he's not a complete waste because I'd rather spend the money on what's in the bottle. That's just, you know. And you've it's, done a great job on your packaging. Like we can you. see here. So if you're telling us that all of the all of the, the the dollars are going into the scent, you still have done a great job to create something that is very, very unique. Well, thank so that's you. Cool. Yeah. you. You still, you know, this is, you want to, if you're buying a luxury product, it should feel pleasant. It yep. should feel, mm-hmm. you know, it should feel like it was worth your money. And some of that, yeah, is packaging. But, um yeah, it's about it's about knowing where to like cut it off and and you know not go too crazy with it. For sure. What is the process similar to like infusing vodka, where you you put different fruits and things and let it sit for a month or two or whatever it is, uh, in actually the production of the perfumes. So I actually source ingredients from you know I don't I don't grow my own stuff. That right. would be kind of cool though if I could do that, right? Um, the future. Exactly. Eliminate another step. I need a. I need a lot more. I need a lot more property, probably all over the world. (laughs) Farm to shelf. I I pluck this jasmine from my own backyard. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the way it's made, I mean, there are different uh, distillation processes. You know, you can, certain essential oils are are steam distilled. Sometimes they use CO2 to extract. Um, Certain botanical ingredients, you know, you can't really extract the scent from. So, for example, Mm. gardenia, which is super popular here in the South, which we all love to smell. I love gardenias. I actually have a gardenia bush because I, I wanted to experiment with this. I actually did take the flowers. I crushed them. You know, I like macerated them. I put them in an alcohol solution. You could have that sit there for years. It is not going to smell like the actual air around a living gardenia flower. Uh-huh. Like it, it's like cer- certain ingredients, they have to be synthetic. They have to be man-made because you can't recreate that smell from the actual. Like the plant is just not having it. Right. It's like this is my own personal magic, and uh, I'm not letting you smash it out of me and put it into a <laughs> bottle. So anytime you have gardenia, it has to be. Re- and yeah. actually, and this is where the science of it is so cool. I mean, people think that you know, man-made and, you know, oh, it was made in a lab. But, like, isn't it awesome that that someone managed to figure out some combination of various ingredients that we made in a lab, and they put them all together and tinkered with it, and they're able to recreate something right. in nature that nature itself doesn't want to give us. Like, that's awesome. That like, is awesome. I think that should be celebrated. Like, go humans. Go, yeah. <laughs> go scientists. Let's go you know? humans. I mean, you know, also scientists are doing more important things like, you know, working on cancer and, you know, all this yeah, other stuff. But they're sure. doing that too. And that's great because, yeah. because smell makes people happy. Yeah, it does. It does. So it tell is. us about the experience. You go on the website. It, it's it's awesome. You have everything Thanks. from ready to wear fragrances we can buy right now to the fragrance bar collection, which literally is an individual kit to help you build your own scent. I also noticed on here you have unisex scents. So I'm like, do men wear perfume? Because I have cologne, but I don't think I've ever worn perfume. So I got to ask you about that too. But what is the experience like for our listeners, whether it's a husband that wants to, to create this experience for their wife, whether the, the wife wants to, you know, you know, grab it and do it herself. What is it like? Because this is a really unique custom, like not, hey, this is what we sell. Tell me what you like. It's like, let's learn about you and create your own fragrance for yourself. And that's badass. Yes. Thank you. Well, it's funny. I knew from the beginning, like, I don't want to, like, creating is so much fun. I didn't want to keep it all to myself. And and I, I knew that there had to be, you know, and part of the way you cultivate a passion for fragrance is by giving people the opportunity to be creative and 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 be part of the process of, of creating something for themselves. So the Fragrance Bar actually started out as an in-person experience where I would guide people through picking, you know, a top note, a middle note, a base note. So you'd have, like, your own three-part formula there. 
Um, I knew that to scale that one day, I'd have to figure out how to do that not in person because I'm just one person here in Charlotte. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the pandemic happened and I was like, I'm going to think about this now because that's the only way this thing is going to continue to exist. So this is so the kit version is kind of like your, you know, at home self-guided experience. So you pick your top, your middle, your base note, you experiment, you know, you put the, the various paper strips together to see like, well, what does 257 smell like? Do I like that? Well, I also liked three. So let me swap out the two and the three and see what that smells like. And there are, I think, 27 different combinations that you can come up with. So mm. um, it's not fully, fully custom. But it's, you know, it's very personal. I mean, it is essentially custom. You're coming up with your own fragrance. And what I love about it is it's very experiential. You're not just buying a product off a shelf. You know, you're involved, you know, and you're able to, you know, say later, like, I chose this for myself. Like, you know, it, to the degree possible, like, I was my own perfumer a little bit. So, and then people check out using the code that's found in the box. We mix it up, ship it to you, and boom, you've got your own kind of very, custom scent. Very cool. Yeah, that is good. Did, did yeah. really the lockdown, I don't want to say force you to launch this sooner, but you know, a lot of businesses went through some tough times. You had to adjust very quickly um, to either stay relevant or even to stay alive in this world. Tell us what, what that was like. And, and was that a time when you were like, I have to do this right now. Let's, let's launch it. And what kind of were the, were the results of, of you putting that out there where you could literally create an in-home experience for everyone? Yeah. Um, again, I knew I was going to have to turn it into some sort of like a kit at some point in time. But yeah, I mean, as soon as as soon as events and everything completely ceased, I thought like, well, it's now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there yeah. was a lot of iterating going into it. So like the first version, you know, it, and it took time to like get a custom box made. And, you know, so so the, the version that you see on the website today is, you know, like version number five or six, because in the beginning, I was just like, let's just get these out. Like, mm -hmm. Ziploc bag, just yeah. ship them exactly. out. Exactly. I mean, I didn't even have a box. I think in the yeah. beginning they may have been like in like you know like poly mailers or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it was yeah. just like figure it out. And 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 the beauty of being a small brand too is like you can iterate too that way. Like you right. get feedback from people and you can make adjustments along the way before you've gone ahead and ordered like twenty thousand boxes of something. Um, but yeah, I mean, when the pandemic hit, it was working on that and and also shifting production to believe it or not, hand sanitizer. 2020 oh, yeah. was the yep. year of hand sanitizer yep. because we're people, very familiar. people very were familiar. not buying fragrance. And and it's right. funny, a couple months into it, I, I realized that I actually have all the ingredients necessary to make hand sanitizer, which at that point in time was right. in short Smelly supply. Good. Well, exactly. Good hands it was, mean, yeah. yeah, for real. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, you can get Purell and everything. I mean, all that, at that point in time, like, you, you know. Hit. Yeah, you yeah. can get <laughs> anything. Um, but, you know, and at some point in time, you know, adding the essential oils. Because, I mean, you know, if you have to be spraying your hands with stuff, like, all the time, may as well try and make it a pleasant experience, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. So um, that was the year of, of hand sanitizer, big time. Like, I was I was churning it out, like, a lot. And then, and then you know, we eventually discontinued that just because, I mean, the margins on hand sanitizer are really, really low, mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, and and it's just sort of not kind of like at the core. But that was that was a survival mechanism for sure, and and that was definitely the. I mean, it was like the stocking stuffer of the year too, which yeah, was, was. You know, wild. <laughs> Everywhere, and there we, we some, did the same thing. Yeah, there was yeah. some bad, yeah. bad smelling hand. Oh God, yeah, and it was it, just kind of like, like, well. Just, yeah. yeah, maybe this yeah. will protect me. Uh, yeah. but you're like walking, and you're like, you're there, oh, man, there was job, but yeah. you know, also a shortage on bottles. Like yeah. that was that was oh, there yeah. was yeah. plenty of sanitizer around, but the way to container them and package them, yep. it was tough. Oh, I remember right? at some point in time, I actually it, found you know because I also was offering refills. 
Um, so I, you know, it was hard to even find like like plastic refill bottles. And I found one supplier who had them in the size that I needed. And I was like, I'm gonna buy a crate. I yeah. literally still have them. <laughs> yeah. If you guys have any idea what to do with a bunch of like spare eight ounce plastic bottles, I'm all ears because every time I look at that, I think, ooh. Yeah. Tied up cash. Yikes. I mean, but you know, I think we were all kind of like, you know, in that mode where, you know, once something became available that you needed, you were like, I'm just going to buy all of it. We printed a lot of masks and at some, some time, you know, someone gets left with the bag, right? Mm -hmm. There's a container of masks sitting there and nobody wants masks anymore. But hopefully you made enough throughout that process to... And learn to warrant lot, that, yeah. yeah, of course. And you can use the masks for other stuff for sure. Yeah. And we can come up with ideas. I think the could be re- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Target something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, how's business going? Good. Um, January was unusually busy. January is, is historically pretty quiet post post Christmas, but but it was busier than usual. I do attribute a lot of that to uh, the Made in the South awards. I mean, you know, once that once that came out in in November. Um, It was actually awesome because, again, you know, being a, you know, a Charlotte based business with a limited marketing budget, um, you know, it's difficult to get visibility outside of your immediate region. And I've never wanted to position Jules and Vetiver as just like a, you know, selling stuff out of, Mm -hmm. you know, my the trunk of my car, like, you know, like, um, I don't want it to just be, you know, a Charlotte brand. I'd love to branch out. And and I was amazed to see how many people, I mean, Garden Gun really does have a, a large readership because I had orders yes, coming in from, from California, from Wisconsin, from Nevada. Nevada, Nevada? No, it's Nevada. Yeah. I think Whatever how, you want to call that's it. How they tomato, say, tomato. I think that's how they say it. <laughs> yeah. um, just all over. And I, I was so amazed. And it was just so great to to be able to to reach people that, that had never heard of the brand before. And um that's and awesome. just kind of reach them through scent. And, I, you know, I include a, a note in every single order. So I just sort of like, I, I every, everyone's like a person. Like, I want to meet everyone. I, yeah. want, I want like, do you love it? Do you love it? <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that is awesome. It is awesome. If you go to gardenandgun.com, you can check this out. She actually has a link on her website. And, I, and I'm, I'm curious because uh, I don't know if this has been mentioned or not, but the first sentence says, my dad's a chemist. Yes. And so with your dad being a chemist and now you doing this, how proud is your dad? How cool is it that he's kind of like, hey, what I did is now kind of what she's doing. That's kind of cool. He never thought it would rub off. The problem is like when I was in seventh grade, you know, I'd come to him with like elementary questions like, uh, you know, how does a covalent bond work? And he'd be like, let me tell you way more than you need to know. And I would just be like, gosh, this is so boring. And, you know, he worked in, in pharma. So I, you know, it never occurred to me that, you know, being a chemist could also be applied to so many different other things. And plus, I think when you're in, in high school, you don't like sit there like mixing things. You don't, right, you know, right. you're, you're just learning out of a textbook usually or doing some experiments, but you're not it, like this particular type of application. And if there are any science teachers out there listening, like maybe this would be a cool way to get them, you know, like just put out some like fragrance ingredients and like let them mix and sure, stuff. Sure, sounds and, like you might need some interns too. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just one person. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I it's, uh, it's funny because I don't think he ever thought I'd have any interest in chemistry. And now I've got, you know, like hundreds of little teeny bottles and pipettes and I'm always mixing things and occasionally going to him with questions that he also gives me incredibly, incredibly detailed responses for. 
Maybe dad needs a job. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Dad's, dad's going to listen and be excited about this. Maybe dad's retiring and working with his, his daughter. Yeah. Who knows? So uh, I always like to ask and, and shift this away a little bit from the business more into to personal, but uh, you mentioned that your husband is an entrepreneur. We have had a lot of, of people on this podcast where we'll actually interview you know, the wife and then, oh, you got to inter- interview my husband because my husband's also an entrepreneur. And it's so fascinating to me that you can have two entrepreneurs under one roof while also running a family. What is your advice to, you know, working parents, um, but also how do you balance being full-time working with your own business, your husband's own business, and then also being a parent as well? I mean, the good news is I, I do think we relate to each other more. I mean, his business is completely different. It's, um, you know, it's a legal education resource. So he, you know, there are no physical products right. and, you know, the, the, the target customer is very different and he's got lots of employees now. <laughs> so, you know, sort of where we are in our life cycles as business owners is a little bit different. Um, but I do think we, un- you know, we understand the struggles of it. We understand like the desire to work all the time. Yeah. I mean, people talk about work-life balance, but- There is none. Th- there isn't. And you know what? <sighs> Maybe there doesn't need to be. I mean, it, kind of the way I think of it is like, you do what needs to get done. Like like work and life is very fluid, you know? Like I can be doing some Jules and Vetiver stuff while I'm hanging out with my daughter. And I don't feel sure. guilty about that because it's, you know. And I mean, if anything, she sometimes will help me. Like yeah. for the fragrance bar kit, we include little uh, coffee sachets to kind of like, you know, reset your nose if you need to. There have been times where I'm like, where she was like three years old and I was like, this will be fun for her. She's like counting beans here, you know? Right. So she like count out the coffee beans and we'd like put them in there. And I was like, well, there you go. It's a family business. That's right. And I think, you know, I hope we're setting good examples for oh, her in terms of influence. hard work and everything and, and being passionate and, you know, not giving up even sometimes when you want to. But yeah, I mean, it's it can be a little all consuming, but, you know. This is what she's known her whole life, pretty much. So she probably doesn't think it's that weird. I hope. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Actually, that is awesome. I think that, that's, that's a great that's... answer. So where, where, what's next? You know, where do we see this business? Where do you want to see this business? And what can we expect? Um, you know, as Charlotteans and, and people that are excited about the entrepreneurs, but ultimately, like this is a local brand that has a lot, a lot of potential. Not that you don't have the potential right now, but I'm saying like this could be something that could be huge. I hope so. Yeah. That, and that and that is the dream to, to kind of be everywhere. I mean, and there are a lot of niche fragrance brands out there. And that's actually one of the fastest growing segments of, of the fragrance market um, because I think people are looking for something a little bit different, you know, looking for, for scents that are unique, that, you know, the perfumer is more involved, that they can kind of see a little bit more behind the scenes and, and, and feel like it's less of a product, you know. Um, I'd love to have, you know, a greater national presence. I'd love to be able to scale up the fragrance bar kits even more. Um, I, I love the idea of being able to offer customers as much of the personalization element as possible. You know, I want them to feel like they're part of the, you know, I'm I'm like the medium, you know, and, that, and they're just supposed to like come through me. I'm like, what, what the oracles of Delphi or whatever, you know, we're just <laughs> like, you know, just use me as your conduit, like for all of your, you know, perfume and your creative stuff. Um, so I'd love to be able to just, you know, scale up the personalization because, I mean, that's that's been the most exciting product line for me because people seem really excited about it. And I'm excited when they're excited. And then everyone's just so excited because, you know, they get to make their own fragrances. So I'd, I'd love to be able to, you know, blast that out on a much larger scale. Any department stores listening? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's a good question, too. How do you currently go to market? Is it direct to consumer? You mentioned wholesale a couple of times. Um do you have retailers buying from you already? And 
how can people get your product essentially? We started out as exclusively direct to consumer. And to be honest, in the beginning, I, I, I sort of wanted to keep it that way because that's also a way of, of, of kind of making sure that the consumer is getting a lot of value and everything. Um, but yeah, we do actually have a few retailers, smaller ones, you know, like no major, like, you know, anthropology has not come knocking yet. I'm right. waiting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so you can order through the website. Shipping is always free and all that. But um, we do have a few stores, you know, around the South primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a couple in Virginia, a few in North Carolina, a couple in Texas, Tennessee, and I think Mississippi was a, a recent, but yeah, so awesome. sort of like, you know, ni- like nicer gift shops, um, like pl- places where people go to get unique, cool, interesting gifts. That's where you'll find us. Paper skyscraper. Ah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'd, With I'd that, be, I mean, there's some cool, unique stuff mm-hmm. in there. That's I don't a cool know shop. if I've seen perfume, but there's soaps and different things. Yeah. Go right there. I like that. I've yeah. just been diving into this website. There's all types of stuff. You even have home fragrance. I bet your home smells unbelievable. It has to. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's, it has to. People come like over here like... And then Salter with uh, the candle uh, and she... Yeah. <laughs> it's a fine we, candle. Yeah. <laughs> we got this $8 candle throw. on the... It's a warm throw. It's a warm throw. Right. I learned it's something a, new It's got a today. warm throw. Sure. It does. That's right. Um, but th- this is really, really cool. What, uh, you know, for our listeners, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you, to, to buy your product, to learn more? Uh, give us some of the that contact information or the website and, and, uh, and Instagram and things like that. Yeah. So the website is Jules and Vetiver. And that's Jules, like J-U-L-E-S, like the name. Because I actually had someone ask me once if I meant Jules as in like gemstones. And I was like, wow, it never occurred to me that people might think that. Like, damn. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I, yeah, I was like, oh, shoot. But I was like, oh, it sounds exactly. And uh, Future Jules, pivot. That's the, right. You never know. Yeah, yeah. It's opening maybe up. Slightly right? yeah. you know? <laughs> I bought too many boxes. I can't change the name just yet. Um, so it's J-U-L-E-S and, and then V-E-T-I-V-E-R. I hope I'm spelling that right off the you top did. of my head. Okay, good. Yep. Um, dot com. And you can find us on, primarily we use Instagram and a little bit of Facebook because, you know, social takes up a lot of time. Um, mm-hmm. And that's at Jules and Vetiver. Love yeah. it. And so uh, we also have a lot of articles and stuff on the website. So, you know, you can learn, for example, if you want to learn the difference between cologne and perfume, you might be surprised. There's an mm. article about that. Yeah. I have a question. If you are uh, like a husband that wants to do this for your wife, would this be something that you need to kind of invite her into experiencing? Because like I wouldn't necessarily know how to create the scent for my wife, right? Like how would I give that as a gift if I'm a, if I'm a dad or a husband? You would, would just the order the kit. You okay. would order the kit and like give the, the kit as a gift. And a lot of people- I they mean, can find, yeah. Yes, okay. actually what's funny is we'll cool. sometimes get people who will do that uh, as bridesmaid gifts. Yeah, that's they'll, cool. they'll send it as like, their, you know, like and pick a special, you know, like everyone picks their formula and they all get to wear it on the wedding day. Like oh, it's like a cool, cool gift. Yeah. Um, cool. yeah, so you don't have to make that. Although I have had some people, you know, try and create something for someone else, which is- Ballsy. That is ballsy. <laughs> yeah. Honey, I'm not doing that yeah, for you. It's yeah. hard I'm, sitting, I'm getting the kit. Like jewelry and oh, stuff. Yeah. Well, oh, my the kit. God. And that's the funny thing. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. think I, I would wear you that? to smell <laughs> this way today. <laughs> but what's fun is like when you go through the process, even you'll surprise yourself. Like even if you told someone like, oh, well, this is the kind of stuff that I like. Like sometimes you'll go through this kit and be like, oh, hmm, huh. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have guessed that I like that. But, hmm. You know, it is unique, though, because I, I wear cologne that my wife likes. So like, shouldn't she wear perfume that I like? Isn't that, isn't there, yeah. is that, 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 that does, that's not how it works? Does it matter that's not what how you it like? Works. <laughs> Don't you like everything? True. It doesn't matter. No. The answer doesn't. is no. Get the kit. 
That's the answer for everybody. If it's on her, it smells good. That's it. That's right. Oh, Don't I be love so it. selfish. Honey you, honey, you smell great. I promise. Um, well, this has been awesome. Katrina, this is really cool. I I, I love people that, that, that bet on themselves. You know, that challenge... Um, you know, getting away from being comfortable because you could have easily stayed in your corporate job and you could have you could have had that 401k match. You know, you and I'm very uncomfortable right. at all times now. And yeah. you just yeah, when you're an entrepreneur, you need to just you, you have to be comfortable that. being uncomfortable. That's right. Oh, yeah. it's every day. That's There's right. something something There's, there. Right? You wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, screaming, <laughs> and you're like, wow, oh, this again. <laughs> oh, yeah. being an entrepreneur. There you go. Cold it's, sweats. It's insane. Business sweats. There you go. <laughs> it's highs insane. are high. Lows can be a little low, but yeah, it's it's a wonderful experience. And again, you know, it, it does teach you a lot about yourself that that you you're capable of things you didn't think you were capable of, and you have passions you didn't know existed. And yeah, life's a journey. It is. Get I on. love it. Get on <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for for joining us. Uh, like we always say, please like, share, comment. Go check out Jules and Vetiver. Go follow on Instagram. Um, check out the website. You buy the kit for your wife if you're a husband uh, listening, and just check it out. It's really, really cool, and it, it's unique that we have something like this right in our backyard. I'm so proud of everything that you've already done. I think the next five to ten years are going to be amazing. I think this is something that not only people in Charlotte uh, will know more about, but hopefully this is something that can can grow nationally. And um, and I think you've taken such a unique approach to it and really creating that customized experience that everybody wants now, right? Nobody wants to just walk in and buy something that everybody else can have. Now you can have your own scent that nobody else has, right? Like it's your scent. And when people ask about it, hey, what's that? It's like, this is my scent. That's yeah. badass. This is my three, four, seven. Yeah. No, yeah. you can't have it. Yeah. That's well, you can th- if you order a kit. Th- but. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But, but then, well, like, where'd you awesome. get that from? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just yeah. kidding. Tell everybody talk about it. But thank you uh, so much for joining us. We wish you the best. And, um, you know, until next time, you have been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.